Hey, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome back to the Fantasy Chomps. We love fantasy football and all it has to offer. Joining the winless chumps in the league of record. (laughs) All of us are here. Nate, let's start with you. How are you feeling about after week one, buddy? (laughs) It was a pretty up and down week for me. It was, I was very excited. Just so good having NFL football back, but it, I was reminded of the pain that fantasy football causes me sometimes. (laughs) Um, Sunday was brutal. I just, I got, it felt like I was taking punches all day um, watching <laughs> our good friend, Scott, uh, his team absolutely exposed me. Um, and I got exposed in several other leagues. It seemed like every team I played, I played in a standard league oh, that dropped 160 on me. <laughs> so wow. That's kind of, that's kind of how that day went for me. Um, but you know what? It's all right. It's fine. We root for a good football team. That's kind of all that matters. That's what gets me through. Something to always hang your hat on. So, John, how's how's your week one experience? Oh, it was just wonderful. Um, I just recently how I had three third rounds <laughs> and did not win in week one. Uh, <laughs> I was bamboozled by three players: Travis Etienne, Ceedee Lamb, and Kyle Pitts. Uh, that is quite a trio to all having single digits in week one. So, wasn't a good feeling. Did we all start under five hundred amongst all of our leagues? I was, I was one three. I was definitely under five hundred. Yeah, including not, dynasty. Yeah, I'm not counting dynasty because well, we know, but. Um... <laughs> In the other six leagues, I went two and four. <laughs> I was three and like eight, I think. That's insane. Leagues. How like how long did it take you to set all of your? Um, for week one, no time really. Like there wasn't that much to pay attention to because I'd been keeping up on it pretty much ever since the draft. So there wasn't like that much to adjust. Um. No, but like but tonight week. with with waivers coming tomorrow morning. Oh, like... with waivers. Sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was tough. I mean, I feel like I was just like putting all the same kind of claims in. Um, yeah. Interesting. You just go one by one. Yeah. Oof. It is tough. I kind of regret how many leagues I'm in right now. But... That's impressive. I I couldn't do it. That's. Dude, I, I mean, I could. Seven was a lot, but eleven. Like, do you have fun with all of them? Uh yeah. Well, that's good because some of them some of them aren't as competitive and so uh how did the, my uh, fantasy football knowledge actually comes through as opposed to this league where i have to play you <laughs> you bullies <laughs> how did the uh, vampire league go oh it was kind of interesting so i did lose that week one league or week one in that league that was where somebody put 180 points up on me with cool. a single flex um mm. So that was kind of tough. But so I'll walk you through the how the vampire team did. So vampire team yeah, had Jameis Winston as their starting quarterback. Ooh. So I'm just to remind everybody, Vampire League, 
the the team that is the vampire does not draft anybody during our live draft, but they are the only one who can pick up people off the waiver. So free agents on the waiver for the rest of the year. Nobody else in the league can trade with that vampire to get free agents or um, make waiver claims. So he had Jameis Winston, who actually had a pretty good week. Um, and he also has Daryl Henderson now, who is going to be his Ooh. like dark horse for possibly winning one of these weeks and uh, picking up uh, a star talent. Did he? So I'm guessing it, he didn't win week one. It was very close for a while. It was projected like 88 to 89. The guy he played did not have a good week, um, but he ended up losing by about 12. Dang. Unfortunately, yeah. So it was kind of. It was kind of fun to keep up with. He should have started Julio Jones. That was he didn't start Julio and started Sammy Watkins instead. So I think if he would have started Julio, he might have actually won. Hmm. But it's kind of interesting. So is yeah, he, I mean, so sorry. Go ahead. Is he going to have like Jahan Dotson or Curtis Samuel? <clears throat> oh yeah. Yep. So those are those are kind of the top options available now. Is he can get. He can get Curtis Samuel. He can get Raheem Mostert, who seems like he might be somewhat involved. Zach Moss. The who's the backup running back in Tennessee? Who actually uh, Dante like a, Hilliard. Yeah. Hmm. So like he's an option too. Um, yeah, Rondale Moore coming out. It's it's kind of frustrating how many players we left him. But like in those leagues too, since you can't add anybody, you have to double up on. All your positions. Oh, so like handcuffs like you, are that more valuable. You have to get double quarterbacks, double tight ends, double kicker if you want. You could just not start a kicker for the week, not start a defense for the week. Oh, but that's like something that you got to keep track of because and you you randomize the schedule after you draft, so you don't know what weeks you're going to be playing the vampire. That makes a lot of sense. Wow, which so it, it's this. tricky. We should. I, it'd, it'd be fun. We, we did talk about it, like, early on in the offseason. Like, I feel like I mentioned it, like, back in March or April. Uh, we had some traction to it, but we didn't, we didn't get it done. But, yeah, I would love to do it. I, I think – and I like your idea a lot, too, John, of doing it best ball for the vampire. Yeah. I think it's going to be really hard for them to win a week and make the playoffs if they don't win a game oh, really yeah. early. Yeah, so, no chance. Yeah. Well, cool. Well, yeah, as you can tell, we're here to overreact to week one. We've been avoiding it. So (laughs) let's just launch right into it with one of my players. I have a lot of places, Alvin Kamara. So, yeah, (laughs) I just look at his stats and the fact that they were losing and he got like two catches blows my mind. It's anyway, it's fine. I'm okay, but he'll be better. I did see after the game that he's playing with a hurt rib, apparently, or something. And so that gave me a little bit of faith. But how are you guys feeling about Alvin Kamara going into? Are you guys cautious? Are you just throwing this game out? Or what, what are you doing, John? It's week one. I mean, and honestly, for star players like that, give them three weeks. If they do this three weeks in a row, start to panic. 
because yeah. your trade value is probably way down for what it could be if you dump them off right now. And that's a trend. Like, you can have a coincidence two weeks in a row, but after it's three, I'm no chance. Uh, I'm, mm. I'm definitely uh, – like, I'd just package him with a high upside guy. Like, even if Damian Pierce struggles, I'd try to trade, like, Kamara for a Damian Pierce and somebody else because I just – I don't know. If he has three bad weeks in a row at his age, he's just too risky. Running back 45, 7.6 fantasy wow. points. Nate, what do you uh, what do you have to say? Yeah, I was a little bit surprised that he had a down week. Did not think Atlanta was going to be a super stout uh, defensive matchup for him. And like you said, with the way they kind of like – game script played out I thought with them coming behind and throwing the ball more that he would have more opportunities in the passing game but he really didn't and it's kind of like it's I think that's probably my biggest concern is that there's a lot of options in New Orleans right now like we saw Jarvis Landry get like over 10 targets I think and like Michael Thomas had like eight or nine targets and Chris Olave had four or five targets like there's a lot of people, but I'm not overreacting to this bad week. I honestly, I think if you're an Alvin Kamara owner too, I would get it through your head right now. He might have a very bad week next week because he plays Tampa Bay. So I'm thinking he may have two bad weeks to start the year. Hold on to him through those. Like John said, hold on to him until week three. If you don't own Kamara and he has a kind of a down week this week, I would go after him. If he plays a little bit poorly against the Bucks, um, I would yeah. be thinking of maybe trying to, to go after and because um, he's got some much more favorable matchups coming up after that. That's fair. Definitely um, a buy low candidate if he has another down yep. week. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. Well, John, I'm going to actually pass it to you for your you can pick. Um, I'm going to talk about the Niners. That, uh, that was a tough one. Uh, there's, there's about a foot of water on the field in Chicago and it was just sloppy all around. Um, I was really, I was really hoping for a big week out of Debo Samuel. Um, a lot of people, had David Montgomery stock. A lot of people had Darnell Mooney stock. A lot of people had Justin Fields or Trey Lance or Brandon Ayuk. Um, and then Elijah Mitchell goes down. Was it in like the first quarter even? Like he didn't play hardly at all. Mitchell? Yeah, I don't I don't know. I, I wasn't watching I did, the game at that point. By the time I it turned was, it on, yeah. it, he was already out. Um, it, was, it was brutal. Yeah, so just an all-around throw this game out of your brain. Like, don't don't even think about it. Um, do you start Trey Lance <clears throat> next week if you have him on your roster, or do you try to um, pick up somebody else? I mean, I would I would throw my last waiver pick on Jameis probably. Uh, well, no, they play the Bucks. I don't know. Look at look at the matchups. The okay. no, the Forty ers have an easy game. They play like the Seahawks or something next week. So maybe I don't know. You see Russell? Yeah, no kidding. Um, if you started out one and zero, I'd probably start Trey Lance. Uh, if you're zero and one, maybe look to the waiver wire, look for a better matchup. But 
<laughs> not that we did that or anything. Um, no, not us. No, definitely not. Couldn't have been. Uh, Cole Komet, uh, did he even do anything? I didn't pay Zero attention. points. Zero points. Zero points. This is actually really funny because so I run a league or like I'm a commissioner for a family league. My girlfriend plays in it. And so I told, I texted my girlfriend at like 1130 in the morning and was like, Hey, George Kittle's out. Like you need to like substitute a tight end. And of course she was like busy and like, didn't really know how to do like the waiver pickup. So I go in and I give her Cole Komet and he gets her zero points. Like just don't even like me trying to be a good, good, good guy, good league commissioner and just didn't, didn't help her at all. Well, that's all right. Well, you know who – Actually, it actually hurt her oh. because now she's worse on waiver wire. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> oh. Nate, um, you know who didn't hurt themselves in their game is Saquon Barkley. Why don't we talk about mm-hmm. the we- the number one running back. Is he really number one through week one? Yeah. Yep. Well, that's just awesome. I'm very excited <laughs> for Saquon Barkley because I do not own him anywhere, and I traded him away in two dynasty leagues. So, uh, so had, this one had, hurts a little bit. Here, real quick, he had 33 fantasy points in the PPR format, and the next best was 27 and a half. That's a bad running back week. That's not uh, good at all. I, I thought that was a pretty good running back week. For to honest. only have one running back in the 30s, that's I, I think that's incredibly low. Yeah, I mean, we we had ten. I thought points. it was a bad running back week. Well, yeah, I had Kamara, so of course I think that. But um, but yeah, so Saquon Barkley he had 164 yards on the ground, six receptions, 30 receiving yards, 164 yards on the ground, just mm-hmm. bonkers. Yeah, on absolutely the bonkers. Too. Yeah, on the Titans too. At, so on the road. Sorry, this was exciting. I really didn't. The Giants had an afternoon slot game, right? Like yeah. late afternoon. I I think I think they were playing the same time as the Chiefs. Were they? I I thought yeah. they were early, but I I can't remember honestly. I, I want to say um because I mean I really didn't see that much of this game. Um the clips I did see from it uh I don't know if I texted you guys or if this was in like one of my work friends group chats, but I I think I just said that Saquon, he, it looks like he's back. Like, his burst is back, which was not there last year. I feel like yep. in games that I watched from last year, it was like, oh, no. Like, Saquon Barkley's 25, but he might he might be done now. Like, he might have reached his peak. Like, he's going down. So, I think I saw a lot of good stuff from him yesterday. Um, I, th- I think Saquon is here to stay as a top five running back for the season. If he can stay healthy. I would agree with that. Well, you know who does also need to stay healthy <laughs> is DeAndre Swift, who was my shining star on my fantasy teams, basically everywhere because I was super high on him. Had 26.5 fantasy points. Could have had 38 if Jamal Williams just didn't exist. But he got two touchdowns taken from him, which I think might just happen every week now so that's great for my mental health and I think DeAndre Swift did very well my only concern is he didn't have a lot of targets but John what do you think about DeAndre Swift so far I know Nate you have a couple stocks in him so I'll I'll check out the guy who doesn't 
Uh, yeah, I, I have no concern for DeAndre Swift. Um, I think it was – I don't know. I don't know a ton about the Eagles' defense. I feel like they're pretty middle of the road. I, I can't really think of anybody. Is Darius Slay still there? He's he's not like a top corner at all anymore. Fletcher Cox. No. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, um, I don't – the Eagles' defense doesn't scare me, so – I think it was a, a pretty like typical game for DeAndre Swift. Definitely a, a great opening note to come out on, especially from the injury history last season. He was solid when he was healthy, and he just continued to show it today. So great, so great opener for Swift. Lap or should I wait? Um, probably, it. probably take it because <laughs> he could very it. well have like three points next week. <laughs> okay, guys, come on. All right, well. I really like DeAndre Swift. I know loyal fan Josh does it as well. So, shout Ooh, out yeah. to you. Um, Wait, and I honestly have to give you ahead. credit on that. You you gave Fair me your reasoning on the DeAndre Swift pick. Yeah. Because I was scratching my head a little bit about it and, like, sold. Sold. I drafted Dude. him in, like, my next three drafts. Like, <laughs> legitimately copying Leighton's strategy of grabbing him in the back half of the first round. Yeah, um, like, so I I, just think, I love it. I just think his ceiling was so high. It just it made sense, um, and that was like I guess the only thing I got right. So, um, but I'll take my small victory lap now because I need something. But Nate, you know who didn't take any victory laps was DJ Moore. What mm-hmm. what went wrong with him? I think. There's a lot that went wrong in that game for the the Panthers. It just didn't seem like anything was clicking. It could have been a revenge game that got kind of overhyped for Baker and distracted the team or just led to poor play. Um, But it didn't look great. I mean, DJ Moore um, only had six targets, three receptions on 100% snap share. Um, I like DJ Moore a lot for this year. I thought he got an improvement at quarterback from what he's – had his whole career so far um so i thought what we've seen over his last four years was his floor um and this year would be uh, a clear improvement off that i don't know how to feel about it right now um i think the biggest concern for me was that uh robbie anderson looked to be a uh, a favorite target of bakers um robbie anderson got eight targets five receptions and a hundred yards so um, that's my biggest concern was I, I counted Robbie Anderson out as somebody that was going to, going to steal any target share away from DJ Moore. But if, if that continues on over the next two weeks, then I'm going to be a little bit nervous. Nate, or, sorry, John, do you trade for DJ Moore? Um, <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't. I don't think so. Um, I'm. I'm going to stay put on that one. You're, you would have to pay a lot for DJ Moore, and I think you still run the risk of of not getting much out of it. The fact. I think it's a very bad sign that the Panthers weren't able to beat the Browns uh, this weekend. I, I think that just points for things to come. Honestly, Baker may not be the starting quarterback by the end of the year. It, it would not surprise me at all. Do you all. go back to Sam Darnold? Yeah. Who's uh, who's their third string? P.J. Walker. Walker. Okay, that's definitely not who I was thinking of. I thought they had another 
quarterback that they like they didn't pay but they I thought they had a decent cap hit on somebody but um yeah it wasn't the week that I thought it was going to be for the Panthers so I, I'd wait and see hold off on that one no I totally feel you um but John you know who had a great week who's that AJ Brown that he did <laughs> uh yeah AJ Brown was absolutely insane I am so glad that neither of these two chumps could convince me to trade him in the dynasty league that we're in. Um, I'm tanking. Uh, no, sorry, sorry. I'm tanking. Uh, no, it was it was a great week for AJ Brown. Way to go to jump out with your new team, new quarterback, hit the ground running. I think that's just signs of things to come. Um, <clears throat> where where does where does AJ Brown fall for you guys? in like an updated version of your rankings for wide receivers because seven. he's hmm. seven. It's a very specific number. I know. <laughs> Calculated. So I, think, I think there's guys who are definitely ahead of him, like Cooper Cup, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, Devontae Adams, Stefan Diggs, and somebody I'm forgetting would be ahead of him. Fair. Yeah, can't, I think can't that's really fair. can't really argue with that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'd say that's fair. I think he, he <laughs> could potentially uh, leapfrog one of those guys by the end of the year. I'm just excited because um, this started playing out back in April when the Eagles traded for him in the draft, and uh, I think they got a lot of people excited. But with the new team. Um, I, I just think he didn't really get talked about a whole lot during the fantasy off season. Um, there was a little bit there, but he'd kind of fallen in draft boards. I don't know if that was due to injury concern or, or what, honestly, but, uh, I think a lot of people were kind of overlooking him. Um, I stuck with my boy. I was excited about him. Unfortunately, it didn't get him in some of my big money leagues, but I'm going to going forward. I'm going to name two guys that you didn't name Leighton. And uh, and Nate, both both of you guys respond. Where where do you think they fall? Debo Samuel and Ceedee Lamb, above or below, or uh, higher or lower than seven. Uh, Ceedee Lamb is probably lower than like twenty right now. Uh, <laughs> that would be an overreaction. <laughs> well, that's fine. Uh, he's not on any roster anywhere. But um, Debo would probably be a little below. AJ Brown right now, but it's it's close. They're basically tied. Yep, okay. I'm right with Layton. He right. he's not at twenty though, right? Not not in your <laughs> rankings, Nate. Oh, CD. Yeah, yeah, CD's at twenty five. Oh, I'm just kidding. I feel like CD falls in like the no CD CD's still like CD's probably like twelve to fifteen. I was gonna say yeah, like fourteen. Yeah. Well, speaking of C.D. Lamb, hmm. why don't you talk about the whole Cowboys, John? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, the uh, Cowboys fans out there who listen to this show, you, you guys know how I feel about your team. Uh, you know how you feel about your team. There's no hiding it. It was a rough opening week for you guys. Uh, hopefully Dak gets back a little quicker than what they initially thought, six to eight weeks out. Um, we talked about it before the show. Ezekiel Elliott didn't get the ball like we thought we should. Like we thought he should have. Tony Pollard was the same thing. 
the offensive line looked bad. The defense looked bad. The quarterback play looked bad. Um, yeah. CD got targets, but that's like the one silver lining to the whole thing. So um, they take at five in next year's draft. I mean, there's a lot of good so, options for them. There might be a good that's quarterback. That's so rough. There. Maybe they could draft Bijan. Oh, dude. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they cut Zeke and draft Bijan at five. That's the most Jared Jones thing I've ever heard of. I mean, that's like a that's a fairy tale ending. You just stay, stay right there in Texas. Um, so. I don't know. I mean, Dalton Schultz, they're they're knight in shining armor, I guess, for the Cowboys <laughs> from from week one. <laughs> um, they'll get uh, Jason Peters in week two, maybe if he's active. Um, oh, good. Yeah, what, he might. Does he, he play quarterback help. now? No, no, he doesn't. Oh, he doesn't. Okay. Yeah, right. Yeah, that that was addressing their other issue of offensive line. Oh, that's right. Uh, I'm yeah, sorry. There's right, so many yeah. I can't keep track. Yes. Because forty year old left tackles typically work out really well in the NFL. <laughs> I you know, don't know I, if you knew that or not. Uh, Andrew Whitworth. Andrew yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah. Hoggers. Um so yeah, yeah. Well we'll see how it goes. The Cowboys didn't look good, but uh they the Cowboys fans who listen to this podcast have definitely stopped listening by this point. So <laughs> Well good. Then I can move on over to another fan base is probably not feeling so hot and that is the green bay packers so i'm not here to talk about how bad they were i'm going to be the positive light in wisconsin today aaron jones versus aj Dillon. i think aj Dillon is going to finish higher than aaron jones this year i don't think that's an overreaction i i think that's pretty likely that that happens nate is that an overreaction um, no, it's not an overreaction. I mean, he's well above Aaron Jones right now <laughs> in terms of running back rankings as they stand. Um, I don't think it happens. I think Aaron Jones beats him, but it's going to be close. And I think if you're AJ Dillon holder, that's like all you could have prayed for mm-hmm. was like that. It's going to be close there because those are, those are the two most talented guys in the offense um, that are going to be making plays for Aaron Rodgers in that uh in the Green Bay Packers so I mean I'm I'm good with either of them I th- I think I kind of think my projection would be AJ Dillon's going to finish around running back like 19 or 20 Aaron yeah. Jones is going to be about running back like 15 14 okay that's fair that's what so not sense. not super not super high ceilings for either of them um but like pretty Pretty good return on your value, I would say, for A.J. Dillon for where you got him. Okay. I have to ask this because I just started thinking about it. Is Just quickly, is Aaron Jones on the Packers next year? What's his contract? I don't know what his contract looks like, yeah. It's high, and they can get out of it. Didn't he, what, yeah, what's I, his mean, dead I bet cap? he's gone. Uh, here, let me look it up. Yeah, I was, I was getting – in there so next year so this year it is actually not horrible at 5.9 but Dead. next year if my internet will load it did nine million dollars and his yeah next year is 20 million dollars that's he'll be a packer next year okay I think. 
They're going to pay him $20 million? Yeah, I think they're they Rodgers 50. Okay. <clears throat> It just okay. depends. I mean, they're not going to be able to get rid of Rodgers. Well, no. So if they, okay. if they could get rid of Rodgers, then yeah, Aaron Jones would be gone. But if, if Aaron Jones is not on the Packers next year, where do you draft AJ Dillon at? Wow. We are off. In- uh, okay, never mind. We're bringing it back. To- <laughs> oh, my gosh. I, yeah, for, I mean, he's, he's just, like a running back. I don't know. I draft him before. Uh, I don't know. I think uh, next year I'd probably draft him before Dalvin Cook. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Interesting. So, Nate, let's get back on track. Brees Hall. Brees Hall. Good boy. Let's go Jets. Oh, they look good. J-E-T-S. Yep. So lots of interesting takeaways from this Jets game. Uh, Joe Flacco threw the ball 52 times, I think. (laughs) How many? Uh, 50. He threw the ball 52 times. All right. He's he's currently getting injections in his elbow. Yeah. And Michael Carter was also averaging six yards per carry. Gross. So, yeah. So this was kind of, I think, a little bit telling for what the Jets are doing with the running back room, but hopefully if you'd like Brees Hall or if you own Brees Hall, hopefully you see some transition as the season goes on. But Michael Carter had a 60% snap share. Um, he saw 10 rushing touches for 60 yards. Michael Carter also saw nine targets in the passing game. Um, so that's that's a lot for – I think what we kind of thought was going to be the RB2 when we were drafting Brees Hall. Yeah. So I think that's a little bit concerning there. Um, but like we said, week one, he's a rookie running back. Let him work into the system. They're playing the Baltimore Ravens, who are a favorite in the AFC right now. Um, so, But I think all things considered with what we saw from Brees Hall, it was okay. It was 45% snapshot. He did get 10 targets. Um, which is great. He only hauled in six of them. Didn't wasn't super productive with those targets, but uh, but he caught them. <laughs> but he he caught a few of them. Um, so I yeah. wouldn't I wouldn't overreact on Brees Hall. It's just if if you own Michael Carter, do you try and sell the narrative that he's yes. RB one New York? <laughs> <Yes>. in- <laughs> yeah. You could Without get burnt on it, though. Account. Be prepared to eat your words. The, yes. Those types of moves are the ones that like come back to haunt you come playoff time. But I would probably try to sell them there. I would, too. Um, last person, and this is somebody I would not sell right now, actually two players, Mike Williams, Allen Robinson. That's been a while since Thursday night. Um, a lot of hype <laughs> going into the season. Just hang on. It's just week one. Play it out. If both of those players don't do anything week two, then you can start to panic. But with Al- with Keenan Allen probably not playing Thursday, I think Mike Williams should have a bounce back week. Here's hoping since I drafted him. So, <laughs> um, all right. Yeah, do the Mike the Mike Williams performance was weird. It's uh, really weird. The whole the whole Chargers game was weird. I mean, just like I think nine different receivers caught a pass yeah. in that game and yeah. 
like Gerald Everett just getting like one-on-one targets, like goal line fade and stuff. Like I thought that was kind of Mike Williams' game. Like yeah. that's why you have a guy like that. So I didn't really know why they were giving him those opportunities, but don't panic on him. I, I still like Mike Williams. I feel like Layton's Layton's hot. I'm medium. John's kind of cold on him. So I will never be anything but cold on Mike Williams. Ever. No. No. I, I see the I see the hype. I don't fully buy it. John's completely out. Layton's Layton's drinking the Kool Aid. I'm out forever. Unfortunately, I'm drinking the Kool Aid. <laughs> um, let's 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 skip the hot takes. We we run a little bit long. John, I know you wanted to do your locks of the week from last week that we didn't touch on because you're all busy. Yeah. Um, looking back. It didn't go the way I thought it would, um, but hey, you know it. Uh, they two two out of the three still hit um, at at the line. Um, probably at like I don't know. Well, for me, it was at the wire. It was like probably nine forty five, uh, which is the last time that I check my phone before NFL games start on Sundays. Uh, I sent a text in our in our group chat, and I was like, I think the Steelers are so undervalued. They were given seven points against the Bengals, a division rivalry week one. And the only thing they really lost was big Ben. And is that really even much of a loss at all? I was like, Steelers could be better than they were last year. And like TJ Watt goes down. So it's a little bit different. Smashed the Steelers plus seven. I was, I was all over that one. Ravens minus six and a half. That was free money. Um, Jags <laughs> barely missed out on on plus three. So uh, two for three. I'll take it. What What did you guys have? So I only made one because I was traveling and trying to get to the Cardinals game, which the Chiefs absolutely swept them. But I would. Mine was not the Chiefs game, even though I liked them a lot. But I only picked one. Mine was the Vikings. I didn't care what the spread was. I thought I was so confident they were going to win. And they ran away with flying colors. Nate, who'd you have? Uh, I had the Ravens game. I, I can't remember if I got it minus six and a half or at minus seven. Um, I also missed out on the Jags game, just barely. I mean, I feel like that should have, could have, should have, could have been a cover at least oh, at sure. Jags plus three. Um, they had a lot, a lot of opportunities too, and I was back and forth between the Panthers game, just like as a pick'em, and I can't remember if that was my official lock or if the Lions, if I switched it to the Lions at the end. Um, but if it was the Panthers, I lost on that one. If it was the Lions at plus four and a half, that would have covered. Um, Lions battled back to make that a game, which was pretty encouraging. I'm, I'm pretty into the Lions offense this year. I think there's a lot of good pieces. Uh, quickly, I want to do a speed round, legit or not. Uh, week one performances, Cordero Patterson. Yes. Kareem I Hunt. feel s- silly for discrediting Cordero. I so do too. I just feel like a moron. Is this a yes yep. or no? Or are we supposed to expand? You can expand if you want. I, okay. I was going on, but uh, no, yeah, no, go, go, I, go on. I, I feel was... dumb about Cordero. I'm just, uh, just curious. Kareem Hunt. No. Um, 
wait, what are we doing? Wait, so even what's the no? <laughs> are they legit or not? Are are they legit? They they had, uh, they had yeah. blow up. We won performances. Are they legit? Still legit, not sustainable. He's the RB two in their system, but it's he all was good. what was he like RB fourteen last year and a top yeah. ten running back the year before. I think yeah. he's got to be legit. He's legit. Uh, Miles Sanders. No. Oh no! I feel like they force fed him. They were feeding him, and it was tough at times. I'll I'll say no on Sanders. Curtis that Samuel. one's I back on Sanders real quick. Um, just because I don't think we talked about him too much in the preseason. It was funny that three different running backs got touchdown runs from like the two yard line and then like they yeah. they're spreading it around. Like Gainwell had one from like the two yard line, Boston Scott had one from like the two yard line, Sanders had one from the goal line. Like it's Jalen Hurts did too. And Jalen four. Hurts did too. Yeah. Four four running backs. Mm-hmm. Uh Curtis Mike Lamar. There it is. Yes. No. I'll say oh. yes. I say yes because he got eleven targets. Yeah. I say it wasn't many yards anymore. He, he only had like fifty he had there. like what, like seven receptions for fifty five yards on a touchdown or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think we see because I Terry McLaurin was like quiet that whole game. He had like he one had a, bomb. He had a touchdown. touchdown. Yeah. And Jahan I mean, Dobson kind of had a good game. It. it was kind of I a think, like for a mid tier game, that was actually a very good that was a very good football game. Yeah. It was. It was pretty quality. Um Robbie Anderson. No. No. Nate, would you still take a fourth round pick in Dynasty for Robbie Anderson? Well, he's a free agent. Um, yeah. Did I you think. drop him? Oh, yeah, I dropped him. Oh, my gosh. I didn't know that. Wait I know. Wire target. <laughs> Go uh, you can have him. <laughs> perfect. Mike Thomas. Yes. He's back. I Capital uh, Y-E-S. Yeah. He's not what he he's not gonna be what he was, but he'll still be solid. I think he might. He looked every bit of a top wide receiver. Yeah, he's but he just I think. Okay. Well I mean I, I still think he's legit, but I just don't know yeah. how legit. I think I think he's a t- he's a top eighteen wide receiver this year. Very specific number again. <laughs> uh Daryl Henderson. Salt in the wound. No. I don't know. No. I think yes. I think I think this is the Cam Akers retirement party. Dude. And Daryl Henderson is the officiating member of that party. <laughs> all right. Well, is that all? <laughs> <laughs> that is it. That's the Great. end. Great. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us on this glorious day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. But good luck in next week's games um don't overreact keep the course unless it's cam makers thank you if it's so cam makers bail don't start them but keep them thanks guys thanks y'all